Hey, what's up, Love Your Life family? Crystal and Andre Holland here. We are welcoming you to our first podcast. In the midst of a lot that's going on, we are excited to be here to have a conversation with you. What's up? This is Andre. I want to kind of jump right into this. In regards to this COVID-19 and Love Your Life, you know, one of the things that concerns me is we think about it. Love Your Life stands for just that, making sure that you love your life, love others, and operate in a loving way. Um, today, I want to talk about self-care. In the midst of this COVID-19, one of the things that comes to mind is Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. One of the things that really concerns me is, number one, in the midst of COVID-19, hey, we have to trust in God. So we can't get away from that. All right. I want to stress that. Part of Love Your Life is definitely uh, our focus is the kingdom. Um, so we want to be clear on that. Now, what is trust and how does that relate to love? OK, you may ask, OK, well, let's talk about trust and love. One of the things is trust in the Lord is I think it'd be foolish of us not to prepare, not to use wisdom. So we have to prepare. We need to use wisdom. We need to operate accordingly. Uh, sometimes many people, when they think about faith, they do a lot of praying and they don't respond in the natural, okay? But the Bible also says that faith without works is dead, all right? So as we talk about love your life uh, and faith without works, let's keep in mind as we're dealing with COVID-19, there are some things in the natural that we need to be doing, okay? CDC says, wash your hands. It would be foolish for us not to wash our hands. It would be foolish for us not to prepare, you know, do all that we can um, so that we're operating in the spirit realm as well as the natural. Also, when you're dealing with trust, if we look at the definition of it, trust has to do with confidence and reliance or resting of the mind. So when you've done all that you can, all that you have access to, you have to get to a place of understanding, hey, I've done all that I can do and I can't worrying and stressing about it isn't going to fix the situation and allowing yourself to really rest in the confidence that God has us, that he's working everything out for our good. You may not understand everything, but allow yourself to rest in the confidence and reflecting on your life, how God has stepped in, how he's protected, how he's rescued you over and over again. If we look at Proverbs 29, it declares, he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So when you aren't putting your confidence in God, you're putting your confidence in yourself and your strength, your wisdom runs out. And so it's not a safe place to put your trust. And so it goes back to look at what you are capable of doing, what you have access to, do what you know how to do, and then tap into that rest and trust God to do what you can't do. And I think a big part of that is that balance. Because I've seen both ends of the spectrum where people would be so religious and talk about faith and, and praying that they don't do things in the natural or they don't operate with corresponding actions. And then on the flip side of that, I've seen people that only try to operate out of the strength of their flesh. So there is a balance. Um, there's a time for everything. So there's a time where you obviously you're going to spend time you know, uh, as a man of faith, growing and seeking God. But there's also a time of action where you're putting your hands to the plow and getting work done. So I want to encourage all of us um, in the midst of all that is going on, okay, uh, we need to operate out of love. 
So what is love? What does that look like? Well, just turn on the news. Some of the things that are going on, you see people, you know, robbing from one another. There's been issues where people have been trying to uh, get groceries from the grocery store and getting into fights. Hey, I understand, you know, we all need items. We all need to be provided for. But one of the things about love, it's, it's giving, it's kind. So there's enough for everyone. And part of our response, what our response should be, is operating out a spirit of love. And that's what Love Your Life is about. Also, loving your life is being patient. It's never giving up. It's keeping a record of wrongdoing. And we can go on and on um, as we sit and reflect on the topic of love. So how do you love your life? How do you trust God in the midst of a crisis and chaos, what does that actually look like? It's one thing to get on here and give you a definition, to give you a scripture, but what are tangible things um, that you're implementing in your life? And we can share a couple of things that we've been doing and what trusting God looks like for us. One of the things that I want to touch on is the elderly are more susceptible and those with pre-existing conditions. And one unique thing about our family makeup is we are a family that I have a pre-existing condition. I have multiple pre-existing conditions. And so there's extra precautions that we're having to take um, and being able to have healthy conversations with our children, with one another as husband and wife, and then pulling on each other's strength and knowing when to pull back, when to rest, when to stop talking about it and have fun, play games, watch a movie and then having a healthy dialogue with our children so that their hearts and their minds are being heard and they're learning uh, from us how to navigate through a crisis in a nation um, when it doesn't make sense to them. That's a huge part of it. So from a, as a husband, one of the perspectives I like to take or look at it is um, our roles. And that doesn't mean that there's a role that only women can play and only a role that only men can play. I think it comes down to your strengths, talents, and abilities. And that can vary between women and men and obviously between a husband and a wife. So I don't want to limit one's person's role or responsibility based upon gender. So I'm speaking now for my wife and I and our relationship in regards to trust and love and what that looks like. Uh, based upon our situation, you know, I've took it upon myself to, to do more of the, the running as far as going to the store, uh, making sure that our needs are provided for making sure that if I have to go out to the store 10 times to get what we need in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, that's the responsibility and the role that I'm taking on, okay, uh, out of basically operating out of love. Whereas my wife, uh, truly anointed and has a lot of expertise and skill in the area of homeopathy. Uh, so she's been doing a lot of things uh, in regards to homeopathy to make sure that we're taking our daily doses of, of uh, precautionary medicines and, and remedies to ensure that our immune system is at a place where it needs to be. So that's that balance that I want to talk about in regards to love your life. Love yourself enough to know when you need to let someone else run with the baton. Too many times we try to operate out of our own strengths and we think that we have to be the one to do everything. But one of the things that I've learned um, in marriage is true love, being patient, and, and is also using wisdom to allow your helpmate to run with the baton so you don't think that you have to do it all. And this isn't something that 
we learned overnight. We've been a couple for over um, 20 years. We've been married for um, close to 18 years. And 18, baby. <laughs> it, it's been an incredible journey. And there's been uh, lies that we've had to dismantle individually, collectively. Um, when I was diagnosed 16 and a half years ago with severe Crohn's disease, I um, it was a major blow. Uh, looking at what was happening to my body, uh, things that was robbed from me, and then a second autoimmune diagnosis coming up with my liver, and it was ongoing. And so it was many years of stripping, and um, it felt I felt weak and felt like I wasn't pulling my weight and doing what I should be able to do as a wife. And so there were times that I was overworking or working myself too hard because it just feeling inadequate. And it got to the point where that lie was running my life and I couldn't see my lens, myself through the lens of, of God's word of being wonderfully and beautifully made. And then being thankful that I had a strong, healthy husband. For me at that point, I just felt like I, he was running himself in the ground. And to some degree, he was because it was new to us. It was something we hadn't experienced. And so over the years, I had to learn that what remains, God will use and to stop focusing on what had gone away. And that was a powerful moment for me. Um, and it's continued to help us to thrive in our marriage and as parents. Um, and then being transparent. Not avoid saying what I'm feeling with the fear of always oh, going to take it this way or take it that way. And being able to hear each other with compassion and empathy. And that is ongoing. It's a, We never stop growing and remaining teachable. How about you, hon? Well, I, I think I want to shift gears for a minute. I think a big part of even what's wrapped up in love your life is truly looking at the beauty that comes out of the struggle. Um, so one of the things that we we look back on now, we didn't understand it years ago, but there was a strengthening in the midst of the struggle. And so what that meant means is we learned to not give up, to think outside of the box. Um, we really had to change our lifestyle, starting with your diet. Uh, we went from a couple that used to work out together, going to the gym, um, doing a lot of things outdoors. So we didn't stop doing those things that we love. We just had to modify it and look for other ways to enjoy one another. And so a big part of that deals with uh, tenacity. It's going to be imperative as we just talk about love your life. It's going to be imperative that you operate out of a spirit of tenacity. You love your life. You love it enough to where you don't give up. Life is going to happen. There's going to be unexpected things that come up. There's going to be situations and circumstances where we don't even feel like we truly understand why or what to do. That is a part of life. It has nothing to do with you did something wrong. It has nothing to do with why me is only happening to me. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. We all go through trials and tribulations and challenges. But a huge part, I want to stress this enough to our listeners, a huge part of love your life deals with tenacity. That ability to focus, to lock down on something so hard that in spite of what is going on around you, you don't give up on the vision. You don't quit. You don't stop. You don't make excuses. You don't procrastinate. 
but you keep seeking, you keep knocking, you keep doing all the things you can do. And eventually that tenacity is going to pay off. So one of the things I think about now as we're dealing with the world, not just us, but the world is dealing with COVID-19. Uh, one of the things that I look at now, years ago, the times that we we're dealing with what is going on with your health, what was going on with with certain medicines you needed, exercise, diet, uh, all the things that we were trying to figure out. Well, we fast forward now, here we are dealing with COVID-19. And because of that tenacity back then, when we kept going back, talking to doctors, digging, doing our own research, trying alternative foods and you know different exercise regimens, uh, in the midst of all those years, it really strengthened us in a lot of ways to be able to prepare as best we can for what's going on right now. So I, I want to say to our listeners, never forsake tenacity. Okay, this too shall pass. There are things some of you are going on, going in, going on in your body right now, and you feel like there's no hope. Some of you may get down and disappointed, thinking that that uh, you're never going to get through this. I want to stress: keep fighting, sister. Keep fighting, brother. It's going to get better. And there, every great man and every great woman has had to go through some trials. Have have had to go through some tough times. That builds character, and I don't mean that by saying it cliche. That truly builds character. So I want to encourage our listeners uh, that trust me, joy comes in the morning. You know, don't give up. You know, use it as your fuel. Every hard thing, every area of rejection, every form of abandonment, every aspect of pain, frustration, even the haters. Use it as your fuel to propel you to keep fighting and to operate out of the spirit of tenacity because it will pay off. Trust me. And one thing, you know, I would add to that, I cannot stress to you enough the importance of connecting your mind to another healthy mind. And when I say that, um, wisdom, there are people that have navigated through life, uh, may not be your same identical situation, but that doesn't mean that they don't have wisdom to pour into you. You don't know it all. I don't know it all. And be cautious of pride getting in the way um, and choking out your ability to grow and to develop and evolve into who God has called you to be because you want to figure it out on your own or you're um, so overly cautious about somebody knowing your story and your journey. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a journey. And if it's stuck in your head, only you can talk about it. Only you can come up with um, a perspective of how your life is going to go versus getting it out connecting it to another mind and then um, getting the wisdom and, and it's a tool and everybody that talks to you isn't going to have a good tool that you, that works for you but take the ones that do work add it to your toolbox as my husband would say and uh, keep it moving uh, but don't forsake relationships and it's it's not for everybody to hear your story that's another thing there are some people that honestly don't care and then there are people that they're so self-absorbed and caught up in what's going on in their lives that they're not going to make time. But there are one to two people, and it shouldn't be a lot of people, that you um, can have a safe place, somebody that will occupy, uh, t um, will allow you to occupy um, space with them and hear you, not to fix you, but to listen. And, and it's, a, it's a powerful thing. And I think that really speaks to the tenacity because too many times, a lot of people, if they don't get the affirmation from someone they think they ought to get it from, 
Yeah. Or if they don't, um, if someone that they value or look up to doesn't value them, they allow that to stop their progress. But again, you know, I'm talking about that deep love. You have to have that tenacity where if, hey, if your best friend rejects you, mommy, daddy rejects you, someone that you've been raised with or that raised you rejects you, having a sense of tenacity to keep going. Because there's always someone waiting for you, waiting for what you have to deposit and also waiting to uh, deposit into you. So I want to stress, you know, uh, deep love is violent. I mean, a, a violent type of love to where you don't just give up. Many people talk about love and it's very superficial or fleshy. But true love, you know, there, there's a there's a walk. And there's condition. a sacrifice. You know, you can't have true love without sacrifice. And so I, w- I want to stress uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's okay if everyone doesn't receive you. Matter of fact, the truth is everyone is not going to receive you. But don't let that taint your promise. Don't let that taint your vision. Don't let that taint your drive. But stay focused on what you're putting your hands to. Keep working at it. And trust me, uh, there are people that's going to be attracted to to the call on your life. There are people that are that need what you have to deposit, and then there are people that you need to withdraw from. Okay, so part of the thing I always say a lot: sh- uh, sh- shuck the deuces and keep it moving. You know, throw up that peace sign and keep it moving. You know, and then find those people that you're called to walk with, and and everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. Another thing I want to touch on also is in the midst of this national emergency, this crisis dealing with the COVID-19, it reveals who you are. When you are going through something, it reveals the weaknesses, it reveals the strengths. Um, it, and that's a lot of times workaholics were escaping from it. Um, and this has really positioned people to feel what work has numbed what um, the chaos of life, the the overworked and underpaid system has numbed. And now we're in a position where you have to feel, you have to sit back, you need to look within. You're seeing where you're unstable, you're seeing where you're firm. And this is a beautiful part of life. It doesn't necessarily feel good, but that's part of the process. And you think about anything, if you're a former athlete or if you're a current athlete, if you want to get better, you have to work harder. That's not going to come without sore muscles and having to come back and soak and ice and everything is a process. And there is a, a painful process. There is a uplifting process and that's how you grow. And so, um, what would you say, um, in, in our process of going through this COVID-19, some some strengths that we are, are standing up on and is carrying us through. I think some of the strengths uh, that's carrying us through is just, uh, number one, transparency. You know, having a transparent relationship with one another where we can talk about our concerns. We can talk about our stresses, our stressors, things that stress us out. We can talk about you know, even our fears, because I want I want to be upfront with you. As a human, there are going to be times that you're going to be fearful. Being in fear is okay as long as it doesn't paralyze you by keeping you from doing something that you need or should do. Okay, so one of the one of the things that I think is truly uh, 
propelled us or is helping us is being transparent. Hey, babe, you know, I'm really having a hard time. Can you pray for me? Or I need to talk to you. I just need to get this off my chest. Or I'm frustrated about this. So being transparent enough where I don't have to feel like I need to keep my feelings and emotions secret. You know, I can just be up front and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Uh, And many times it's not for you to fix it. It's just I need to share what's on my heart. So I think that's a huge one for me. What what would you say? Um, I would say our ability to talk to our children, being able to hear their hearts and... um, it's, so communication yeah, the, in definitely, general. The, okay. Absolutely. And um, a weakness that I would say, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is just the true concern of having an autoimmune condition and afraid of being exposed to it and then having to have a conversation around, okay, what if it hits our house? It's not fun to have that conversation, and so it feels kind of vulnerable. It's a vulnerable topic, and I sometimes feel weak having that conversation. Um, And so it's not something that we drown our mind in so that we're paralyzed. Again, as my husband spoke earlier, be mindful not to allow your thoughts to paralyze you. But just having the conversation doesn't feel good. Um, You know, I think that brings up a good point, though, because I think it's a perspective Mm -hmm. Uh, and so sometimes people they'll look at their weaknesses and the the reality of it is we all have them okay I don't care who you are what your title is how old you are we all have weaknesses regardless if you try to hide it or not we all have them but I think it's a perspective because what may be deemed a weakness in regards to the chronic health conditions that you've dealt with that we've dealt with for years um, is really a strength in a lot of ways, because it really helped us to figure out better foods to eat in our body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really forced you primarily to look for alternative ways for healing, in addition to the pharmaceutical industry. But it really forced you to look at the holistic approaches of health, yeah. dealing with diet, healing at the table, dealing with um, homeopathy. So one of the things I think that this really speaks to perspective. Too many times people will look at something that they deem as a weakness, as a crutch. But many times the very things that we look at that we feel is a weakness are sometimes the very thing that thrusts us to our next destination or prepares us for what lies ahead. So, you know, I'm not saying anyone wishes to be dealing with a chronic issue. However, Part of tenacity, part of loving your life is always finding the sunshine in the midst of the storm. Being able to identify great things or positive attributes in the midst of whatever situation. That's part of the fuel that you and I and all of us need to keep us going. You know, we got to be able to hone in into the positive because sometimes all around you are negative thoughts and negative speech and negative acts. But one of the things that's going to be able to separate the successful people or separate the doers from the procrastinators is the ability to hold on to, even if it's a sliver of positivity, to keep propelling them to go forward. Absolutely. And I do want to speak to those of you that are out there dealing with an autoimmune condition, uh, pre-existing conditions, uh, some of you that are 
going through chemo, those of you that have just come out of it, um, at your 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 mind, allow it to. You have to train it. You have to teach your mind to rest. And the only way you become successful at it is by practicing it. And so if you practice worrying, if you focus on the pain all the time, it's going to dominate your life. Uh, but being able to be honest about what you're feeling and then seek solutions. Um, and again, not to give so much time and energy and focus. And there are those days that absolutely suck. There's just no pretty way to say that. And it is a fight from the time you wake up to the time that you attempt to go to bed. And you may be four days on three hours of sleep a night. And I could go on and on. But again, if that is your primary focus, it's going to dominate your life and it will affect your health. And there'll be series that will discuss in the future to really tap into this because you can't really hit this topic and um, jump off of it because it can come off as like it's nonchalant or you don't know my situation. And that's not the purpose of today's topic, but it's really teaching us how to navigate through this season that we are all going through as a nation, as across the world and trusting God and learning to love your life through it. You know, I think that really speaks to joy, though. You know, being able to find joy in the midst, um, that's a huge strategy as well. You know, you have to find something to rest your mind, um, something that you're passionate about, something that can get you recharged, um, you know, something to, to uh, experience and feel joy. Um, and that deals with a huge part. Like I opened up talking about love your life and self-care. You know, that's huge. You know, we have to be able to make sure that we're making time for us individually, as well as corporately for those, our loved ones and so forth. But we have to be able to experience joy. And if, if that's meaning you, you go for a bike ride, um, if you do things that you enjoy outside of your job, your nine to five or outside of doing something for someone else, making time to experience joy. Um, that's that's also fuel that's very important and part of you demonstrating love for yourself and others is being intentional being intentional now that means you, it's not something you say oh, i'll do everything else and whatever's left over i do no being intentional when you plan time and activities to experience things that you're passionate about that brings you joy because keep in mind i want to stress to every listener if you're not, if you're doing everything for everyone else, but not taking care of yourself, eventually you will fade away. Okay, Part of you loving your life and operating out of love is loving yourself enough to say, my life is a premium and I'm not going to be as effective for everyone else if I'm not taking care of myself. Okay, So I, I, I want to stress that. Moms, fathers... I want to stress that you have got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And then where are you finding your joy? Are the kids getting on your nerves or are you sitting back observing them and thankful to have them? Are you putting an emphasis on what your spouse or what your significant other is doing that gets on your nerves? Or are you thankful for their strengths? Are you thankful for how they contribute to the household? Do you still 
enjoy their smile or their laugh. And it's appreciating those those moments, those small things that really are huge that keep the heartbeat of your relationship going and keeping it strong. And then just being still, taking life in and being thankful, identifying what's going right in your life. Uh, I just, we live in a world, man, where if you're not skinny enough, there's something wrong. If you're too thick, there's something wrong. If you're too light, if you're too dark, if your hair's like this, I mean, the world will always tell you what is wrong with you. And so you have to kill the noise and you have to get back to truth. And that is that you are wonderfully and beautifully made in the image of God. And to look at yourself and to say something other than that is to say that God got it wrong. Well, first of all, let me say this. I enjoy your smile, babe. <laughs> so check this out, though. Um, you know, I want to stress, I opened up about, you know, faith and trusting the Lord with all your heart. On a, In the midst of all that's going on, COVID-19, listen, um, the sun is going to come up in the morning. As you prepare as best you can, know that you're not in this alone. Uh, we One of the things, my wife and I, we've made a commitment to do all we can to um, help others in addition to doing the things that we need to do for us. Part of this podcast is to really make sure that we're providing a forum to be a beacon of light to people that can benefit from some of the things that we've been through and some of the things that we're doing now um, in the midst of COVID-19. So, babe, give them some information on how they can contact us, um, how they can look us up, because there's going to be constant tips and things that we're going to be recommending. All right, so those that are for social media, our Facebook page is Love, L-O-V-E, space, U-R, space, life, L-I-F-E. And for IG, Instagram, it's L-O-V, underscore, U-R, underscore, L-I-F-E, underscore. And our website is L-O-V-U-R-L-I-F-E.com, loveyourlife.com. We have been incredibly excited to just be able to come on and just have a conversation with you all and to share a few tips. There will be some, um, as my husband mentioned, some things that you'll be able to catch on the social media platform, some tips some supplements that we'll suggest. So uh, look out for it. It will be coming this week. All righty. So, hey, God bless you all. You take it easy. Uh, we look forward to continuing conversations. Thank you all.